Well, hello there. Good afternoon. This is a very special episode of The Chronicles. On today's episode, I will be recapping mostly um, some of the big moves that have been going on in free agency so far in this um, 2022 free agency cycle. Obviously, free agency is supposed to end tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, March 16th. But so far, you know, most of the big moves, in my opinion, have been made. There's a few that are pending that many are going to see coming, some that we don't. Some are probably going to happen in the middle of this freaking podcast. But, man, very, very intense. Legend quarterbacks, offensive linemen, moves that are also going to have large implications, not not just on the up-and-coming season for the NFL, but for the draft. This NFL, especially, um, especially for teams that are going to be picking high up in the draft, like Jacksonville, like the Jets, who have second-year quarterbacks. There's other teams who have third-year, you know, Cincinnati and Los Angeles and the, the Chargers, they have third-year quarterbacks, and they're ready to make another leap. I wouldn't say a leap for the Bengals. They already went to the Super Bowl, but, you know, continue to build on build on what they have so far. So, you know, probably the – before I made this podcast, Shaq Mason got traded from New England to Tampa Bay. That's that's big news with Kappa and Marpeg gone in Tampa Bay. You know, and with Tom Brady coming back, you lose two guards. Obviously, keeping Ryan Jensen is crucial. I thought he, I thought he was going to be offered big money elsewhere. He probably was. I'm not. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. But Ryan Jensen, I I was thinking Ryan Jensen probably to the Cincinnati, to the Cincinnati Bengals. But it's great for Tampa Bay to be able to keep him. We know there's going to be some turnover there, um, in terms of pass rushers. You know, there's going to be some turnover in Tampa Bay. That's not that's not sugarcoated. But you know, they made some they made some great moves. We got to give it to them. They made some they made some very good moves. But all right, where do Where do we start off? All right. So I'm going to discuss the winners and losers of free agency. I mean, that's that's the best way to go about it. So I want, you know, you don't ever want to forget a, you don't ever want to forget a team. You don't ever want to forget some of the key players. But my first winner, not certainly last, but my first winner of free agency, the Cincinnati Bengals. And no, I didn't know out. I didn't note out single players. I mean, note in single players who maybe got paid more than they should have, and or just got bit, paid big in general. But the first winner is the Cincinnati Bengals. Most of most of the moves they made, it was like okay, they were supposed to have made. They were supposed to have made some of these moves. Um, so they franchise tagged Jesse Bates. That's that was a no-brainer. Eventually, they're gonna have to give him a deal, but you know that is yet to be determined. But yes, they're gonna have to lock him up eventually. Um, and 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 I think it's, I think it's crucial. They're also going to be going to have to give Jesse Bates a contract before they give Joe Burrow large money. Um, 
And who knows? Who knows if Joe Burrow is going to want an extension after this season, during the season, um, wait after the fourth, after the fourth year. But you know, if you if you can sign and re-sign as many players as you can before before the big deal to a to a to an elite quarterback, that would probably be a little more preferable. But anyway, they're able to sign Ted Karras or Karras, however you want to say it, from the New England Patriots, three-year, eighteen million dollar deal. I mean that. I mean that's a good way to start. But the big acquisition of this free agency was getting Alex Kappa from Tampa Bay to a four-year, four a forty million dollar deal. I mean that's big. That's a big deal. You know. Joe Burrow has needed pass protect really since he entered the NFL, really since he entered the league. Um, you could say that was one of the major causes of him and um, being out in his rookie year, the last uh, part of that season. You could attribute that, the offensive line, to perhaps not winning the Super Bowl. We know how that game ended. And we knew everybody knew the obvious going into that game. This wasn't rocket science. Any casual viewer of the game knew the weakness of that Cincinnati team is the pass is the pass protection, and they ran into a juggernaut that was going to expose it. Took some time in that game, but they exposed it. And you know that this is going to be key. They already have playmakers. They don't like that. They have pretty good players on defense. I know they lost Larry Oju. Ogunjombi, Ogunjombi, can't even say the last name right, but they lost him to the Bears. But they were able to uh, keep B.J. Uh, Hill for $30 million in the def- as defensive tackle. So not a lot of, not a lot, a lot of, you know, not, not a lot of turnover from Cincinnati. I, I think this is a big offseason in terms of what they had to get, what, did they, what they had to get uh, Joe Burrow in the offensive line. And that, I mean, that's a step in the right direction. That is a step in the right direction. Cincinnati, you know, they're going, they're going to be in a tough division again. They're going to be in a very tough division again. A lot of good pass rushers in that division. So, you know, I, I like, I like the, I like the moves they've made. My second winner, and this was probably the many, many folks out there are going to call him the biggest winner of free agency. I know some were laughing at some of the moves that they made. But I'm not shocked that they spent the money that they spent. They, they, they spend a boatload of money. They spent a boatload of money. But look, they did they did the two things that they that was required of them in this free agency cycle. That's go go upgrade and go beef up the pass protect, the pass protection. And get some more weapons for Trevor Lawrence. You don't want to waste this man. He, you don't. Shot Khan can't waste this guy. Trent Balky. And I'm about to get to some of the decisions that are, are going to be highly questionable for a while, um, especially if they obviously they don't pan out. So I'm look. I'm going to start with this. The best moves they made. Giving uh, putting the uh, franchise tag on Cam Robinson. You know, shows they're serious. Um, they're serious about committing to Trevor Lawrence and putting an entire roster around him, building a, an entire roster around him. But man, 
huh, grabbing Brandon Sheriff from Washington. I mean, that is big. And and I understand, I understand he uh, he can't stay that healthy. It's it's look, Brandon Sheriff is not a guy who tends to miss ten games every season either. Has he has been has he been able to play an entire full season in a while? Sure, but man. The quality here, it's incredible. He, if they didn't give him, so okay. Look, first of all, they gave him a three-year, forty-nine million dollar deal. I mean, that's that's pretty fucking good. That I mean, that is pretty good. But if they weren't going to give him the money, somebody else was going to give him a lot of money. Who knows if it was forty? If it was going to be forty-nine million, but there was going to be a lot of bidders to get Brandon Sheriff. So they went after him. I, I think that's. That's the move. That has got to be at least the top move for them this offseason. But, there, I mean, there's others. So, I mean, they got, you know, linebacker Foy Olukun. Olukun, if I'm saying it right. Three-year, $45 million deal uh, from Atlanta. I mean, this is big. I mean, that's a pretty good move. And, look, earlier today they cut Miles Jack. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure how this is all going to pan out, but that that that's a pretty good move in terms of quality. They didn't just grab, you know, they didn't just get a, a random linebacker and put a lot of money into that. They they grabbed a pretty good linebacker, and they have, and they then they ended up getting a pretty underrated defensive tackle from the New York Jets, Foley Fatu Fatu Cassie. Fatu Cassie however you want to say it. Some of these last names in free agency are killing me. <laughs> Three-year, $30 million deal. I mean, they they went they went and pretty much got a lot of the big needs for this team. Then this is where it gets kind of tricky. They go get tight end Evan Ingram. One-year, $9 million deal. Um, I, I'm, I'm not the biggest hater of Evan Ingram. I know things did not work out in New York, but what does work for the New York Giants? I mean, I mean, the New York Giants have laid waste to so much talent over the years, and maybe this is this is a good, um, a great change of scenery for Ingram. Is he is he in the conversation for best tight end in the league? Hell no, he's not. But he's he's a great talent coming out of college. He, he was a he was a hell of a player coming out of college. And then these two moves. Raiders, they, they grab wide receiver from the Raiders, Zay Jones, to a three-year, $24 million deal. Okay, I mean, I mean, is he, a, is he the biggest game changer they could have went and grabbed? Maybe not, but that adds a little bit of depth here. And then was the, this was the crown jewel, well, in terms of the money they're going to give him. He, he's the crown jewel. Christian Kirk, the wideout from Arizona, four years, seventy-two million dollar deal, worth up to eighty-four million. Um, wow. Okay, and in terms of, in ter- I don't know if it was in terms of the contract. I don't. What what is it going to be? A twenty million? I've I've heard seventeen. I've heard eighteen. I've heard twenty. I've heard twenty-one. From what I've been hearing, he he could be the third highest paid wideout. In the entire National Football League, there was actually a list of guys he's he makes more money than 
I mean, when you're the third highest paid receiver, yeah, you're making a lot more money than many other wideouts in the league. Look, this I noted this yesterday. That kind of move right there. Obviously, it shows the ambition that the Jaguars, they're, they're really trying to make the best out of Trevor Lawrence's rookie deal. Spend the most money you can to build a much better roster around a quarterback you're not having to, you're not having to pay huge bucks to yet. I don't think this is what I don't think paying a seventy-two million dollars for Christian Kirk was what I was thinking either. Now, look to their defense. To their defense, they probably had to overpay him a little bit because. Well, they are the Jaguars. I mean, maybe they're not. I mean, look, they are not the best destination for free agents historically. Who knows? Maybe one day that that will change. But no, they they are not. They don't tend to be a big destination for free agents. Maybe they had to overpay a little bit. Um. Um. What else? What what, what was the other one? Yeah, I forgot the other one that was. I forgot the other one that was um, um, they I kind of got lost over. But yeah, Christian Kirk, four year, seventy two million dollar. I mean, is it gonna work out? Who knows? I I don't, I don't fucking know if this is gonna work out or not. And I don't think this is. And I don't think this is a market thing either. I know many guys are going to say, well, that's the market. That's the market. No, 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 not, not for this one. And not for this one. Not for this one. He might he might, he might, might reset the, the wide receiver market, if anything. Because now you're going to have guys looking at their general managers and saying, I want what he's having. I want what Christian Kirk is having. And fuck, I mean... A lot of there's many wideouts who are going to deserve that kind of money, and there is no way in hell that Terry McLaurin, um, de- definitely not Devontae. Well, from what I've been hearing, Christian Kirk might make more money, salary wise, than this up and coming season or whenever the deal kicks in. Uh, yeah, this upcoming season, excuse me, than Devontae Adams in the franchise tag. So th- that is something to keep an eye on. And I still, and again, I still forgot what what the hell the, what the hell? Oh yeah, the other excuse I was gonna make for the Jaguars uh, to their defense, to their defense, there was probably n- n- not. How do I want to explain this so it doesn't sound bad? The quality of receivers was not what they had expected. By the time they got to that, uh, to that point. And what I mean by that is Mike Williams got re-signed very quick by the Chargers. They put the franchise tag on Devontae Adams. I mean, the, those two were the crown jewel, the crown jewels of free agency, those two wide receivers. And obviously there was, you know, guys who were going to get traded, like Amari Cooper who ended up getting traded. Oh, and oh my, oh, and my fault, Michael Gallup and Chris Godwin were also to be free agents. Godwin got franchise tagged and Gallup, was you know he was re-signed so yeah they looked at it you can you can make the case those were the four best wideouts in in free agency 
And if I'm not wrong, they might have been too. They might have been too. But yeah, that, that's the situation. They probably were like, oh, fuck. Who, who, who do we get? Who do we get? These They're all taken now. The, the top guys that everybody was glam, uh, clamoring over, they're not, they're not available anymore. And, you know, I, I know many people in Jacksonville. I, I know they're, they'd rather have Allen Robinson, but who knows with the injury history. Um, I don't know. This is, this is going to be interesting with the, with the Jaguars and Christian Kirk. But is he the best move? No. But it, it shows you that, um, it shows you what they're trying to build in Jacksonville. Trent Baalke, I like some of the moves they made. I, I'm a little skeptical of some of these. To me, the question with Jacksonville now is the draft. Because in many of these mock drafts, for about for the last few weeks that I've seen, offensive tackle has been the number one pick You know, in, in the mock draft. Does that change now? Does that change? Aiden Hutchinson could be the number one pick now. But we'll see. We we will find out. We will find out what Jacksonville does. Who knows if they can continue to try to get more um, more signings. If they even have enough money left. Interesting. I mean, they still have, what, $13 million in cap space? Yeah, anyway, moving on. The next winner, the Denver Broncos. This was a no-brainer. Um, anytime you have a team that's built to go to the play, I can forget that, scratch that off. Anytime you have a, a playoff-type caliber roster, a lot of talent, but you're in a, an extremely tough division. And you don't have an elite quarterback. Obviously, you go get an elite quarterback. Look, Denver, Denver's been in, forget quarterback purgatory. They've been in quarterback hell since Peyton Manning retired. I mean, it, it, it's bad. Paxton Lynch. Uh, fuck, I can't even name most. Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, Drew Locke. Yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm, I'm for Case Keenum. That was another one. It, it hasn't been hasn't been pretty. And remember, they were supposed to have uh, Brock Osweiler to to succeed uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah, hilarious. But finally, Denver got Denver finally got the job done. Really, all their fans were wanting was an elite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. As soon as as soon as Green Bay got eliminated by San Francisco in the divisional round, was the hottest topic in the league. And how is Denver going to get him? And how's Denver? Honestly, it just got to a point where it was just the Broncos. Uh, I'd heard about you know you'd hear about the Steelers here and there. You you'd hear about another team here and there, but it was the Denver Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett gets hired. Nathaniel Hackett gets the offensive coordinator of the Green Bay gets hired to be the coach, that head coach in in Denver, and that definitely just added more steam to the Aaron Rodgers to Denver 
talks. And then the shocking part comes. Aaron Rodgers re-signs to fucking Green Bay. <laughs> he yeah, he re-signs to fucking Green Bay. And and I want to get to Green Bay in a minute too because God, I don't know where I don't know where the hell they came up with all the money, but they re-sign Aaron Rodgers, and it's like it's bummer for a lot of Bronco fans. How can you blame them? If you're if you've been a if you've been a Broncos fan since you were, I mean, if you've been a Broncos fan and you're fifty, I mean, think about it. You grew up with John Elway, and then you had Peyton Manning, and. It's been expected of this team to finally go get a quarterback. They wasted, they've wasted great talented defenses over the years because they didn't fucking have an elite quarterback, a competent quarterback. No offense to Bridgewater, I thought he was okay. And boom, Russell Wilson gets traded to the Denver Broncos. It to me, it wasn't the biggest shocker, but I was a bit surprised. I didn't really think it was gonna. I I I honestly thought Rodgers had a better chance to get traded than Russell Wilson. <laughs> I actually felt that way. I legitimately felt that way, and mostly because the Russell will you couldn't I couldn't picture Russell Wilson telling Seattle, "Hey, I want out of here." Especially, you know, you'd hear him say, "Go Hawks," and and all this other. No, this other crap. You didn't really hear that from Rogers. It was always a bunch of diva stuff, from what I can, from what I can remember. And yeah, he, he he's in Denver now, in the toughest division in all of football now. Um, actually, that trade alone makes makes the AFC West the toughest division in all of football. You know why? Because the NFC West was the toughest division in football. You take away. The best quarterback in that division. And there you go. There you go. You get Russell Wilson. It was, what was it? Two first, two first round picks. I think it was two seconds. Or was it two thirds? They got quite the deal. They got quite the deal. But look, this deal, look, this trade at the end of the day was, it was, it was made to finally put this team. I don't, uh, look, I don't think this team is, a Super Bowl contender yet, but they are. De- I I think they're shooing. That they have a high chance to make the playoffs. I can't even say they're shooing. There are literally thirty. I counted. There are thirteen teams, in my opinion, in the AFC that are playoff teams. Thirteen, thirteen playoff caliber teams in the AFC with only seven slots. But with the roster and with with the roster in place, and look. We don't know what's going to happen yet. Nathaniel Hackett still has to mesh with Russell Wilson. Um, when quarterbacks start off with new teams, there's a little bit of rust early on. Remember Peyton Manning's first year in Denver, 3-3 three and three to begin the year. Tom Brady, what, what were they, like 5-4, and 6-4? You know, they, they, were, they were getting killed in some games in, in his in, – in, his first few weeks in Tampa. It's not always uh, that very. It's not always that smooth for an elite quarterback going to a completely different place. 
And um, as long as long as he doesn't start, he doesn't start zero and five or anything like that. Uh, I'm sure the the Broncos will be fine. But you know, it wasn't just Russell Wilson for Denver. It wasn't just Russell Wilson. Obviously, you add in an elite quarterback, a franchise quarterback. Is he better than Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert? Probably not. He, he, he maybe uh, who knows with Justin Herbert, but <laughs> he's. It's funny to say this. He's the third best quarterback in the AFC West. Isn't that nuts? But does he have a better shot? Look, does he have a better shot winning in Denver than in Seattle? Uh, probably yes. I know they're in a much tough. I, I know they're in a tougher division right now. But competition. I mean, I think it's great. I, I think it's great. I, I don't think they're going to lose sleep over the Raiders. But I think competition is great for this team. It, it really is. It's great for any team in the AFC West. You have to be on your P's and Q's every week and not drop many to your divisional foes. When you're Look at Dallas. Easy-ass division. Every time they ran into a legitimate threat, they folded. So I don't know. You tell me what's better. Some of the other moves the Denver Broncos made, obviously the Russell Wilson thing alone made him a winner. Getting guard Brent Braden from Green Bay, getting DJ Jones from San Francisco, Josie Jewell, and then this one, probably the most shocking move of today, of earlier today, getting the Cowboys, Randy Gregory. A five-year, $70 million deal. It's not an A+. It's it's hard to get an A plus in any move, but man, that 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 was a hell of a move. That was a hell of a move. What a robbery they pulled off. Um, I, the only question with the only question will be is can Randy Gregory stay on the field? He's had a history of suspensions. We know uh, some injuries. If they can get a full season at Randy Gregory, yeah. Huh. Hell, hell of a move. They can get full seasons out of Randy Gregory. Awesome move. But, you know, I, I, I like how bold some of these how much, some of these decisions by the Broncos that they've made. Very, very bold. Now, another winner. The Los Angeles Chargers. A divisional rival of the Denver Broncos. How do you respond? How do you respond to a divisional rival adding one of the elite quarterbacks in the game? Well, fuck it. You go, you go and trade for one of the elite pass rushers in the game, and Khalil Mack. You go and sign one of the most co- highly coveted corners in all of football, J.C. Jackson. And you re-signed, in my opinion, the most coveted wide receiver in free agency, Mike Williams. I mean, how how great is this for the Los Angeles Chargers? And they did not suffer a lot of turnover, by the way. This was awesome by the Chargers. On top of that, the cherry on the... Look, they got Austin Johnson from the Giants. And they were able to get um, from their... Na- you know, from their... From their uh, in-stadium neighbor, 
the Rams defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph Day for three years, $24 million. You know, there's a common theme with, you're going to see a common theme with some of these winners. They had a lot of fucking money to spend. If you have money to spend in free agency and you're a loser after spending money, like in any list, because there's a million winners and losers lists out there on, you know, all over the internet. If you land on a loser's list, you really fucking failed. Because the point of having all that money is to upgrade. It's to, I mean, it's to upgrade. It's to upgrade. You can't, you can't really mess it up. And I think the Chargers probably nailed it more than any other roster. Now, granted, the Chargers are in a better position than... Look, the Denver Broncos was mostly because of a, a trade for one of the top quarterbacks. But the the Jaguars, teams like the Jaguars, I mean, they're, I mean, they're not really in contention right now, are they? I mean, are they? But yeah, since you know, Cincinnati and the Chargers, in terms of spending money, they probably did it better than anybody. And look, Khalil Mack, who kn- will he stay healthy? That's the, that's the biggest question. But a change of scenery was great for this guy. Just think about it. Him paired alongside, I mean, opposite side of um, Joey Bosa. Jesus Christ. You know they're, I mean, I don't know what they're going to pick now in the draft. Because my my initial, before free agency, my initial thinking was they're probably going to go after one of the Georgia defensive tackles. Um, I'm not 100% sure that's still the case. But <laughs> they could probably end up with an elite defensive tackle from the draft. Man. Man. And then you alongside Derwin James in the secondary, it's JC Jackson, who's led the league in interceptions the last two years combined. You re-sign Mike Williams. That was a no-brainer in my opinion. They had to re-sign Mike Williams. That was a no-brainer. They won it. They won it. There's... Everything they had to do, they did it. Even and, he, and then some. The the Khalil Mack, nobody. Well, I didn't see that coming. You know, great great moves by the by the Los Angeles Chargers. My next winner. Another team that spent a lot of money. The New York Jets. Look, they added pass protection. They didn't fumble on weaponry signings. And look, the signings they made were, I, I mean, very solid. Some were pretty good. They added quality in the secondary. I like I, I like this free agency class um, cycle, not class. I like some of the moves they made in free agency. The New York Jets. I mean, they, they didn't just go and splash money on just anybody. But, man, the two moves that really, really... Actually, you could call it three moves, because grabbing DJ Reed from Seattle, I mean, that's got to make Robert Sala happy. But man, grabbing the guard from San Francisco to beef up that offensive line, Lake and Tomlinson for three year forty for three years forty million, awesome, awesome move by the Jets. I like it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And. Grabbing a tight end, a top tier tight end, in my opinion, 
and the Cincinnati Bengals, C.J. Uzuma. Three years, $24 million. Those two moves right there, I mean, it shows you how serious they are. And similar to Jacksonville, they're serious about building around their young quarterbacks. A lot of their failures weren't really their fault uh, last year. Very weak rosters, terrible offensive lines, not very good, not very good receiving corps. Although I, I don't think the Jets were that bad. I think some of the weapons the Jets have are not, they're not terrible. Uh, they re-signed Braxton Barrios. Barrios, Barrios, I like to call him Barrios, but two years, $12 million. You could argue was that a little bit too much money, but I mean, if, in uh, special teams, huge contributor there. So that's not a bad thing. And they also signed, you know, LaMarcus Joyner. But that was as good as it gets for the Jets, in my opinion. That's as good as it gets. You have, a, you still have a quarterback that's in a rookie deal. He's only entering his second season in the league. And yeah, you're you're giving him some of the very best pass. Oh, well, you're trying to add some of the very best pass protect, pass protection in the league. And that starts with getting a guy like Lakin Tomlinson. Um, now we're gonna find out in the draft what comes next. Will they go with Kyle Hamilton? Will they go? Will they go at offensive line again? But or, or do they go pass rush? There, there's a lot of moves. There's a lot of needs that the New York Jets need. A shitload. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I can fucking just tell. I can just tell y'all right now. What are the what are the needs for the Jets? Corner safety. Yeah, pass rushers. Offensive line. Duh. A little bit of receiver. I like Elijah Moore, though. I like Elijah Moore. Corey Davis. Um, we'll see how free agency affects all this. But another winner. Another winner. And this one, this is a late winner, too. This is one that I can't believe they're winners. And, and look, they're going to have a lot. This team is going to have a lot of turnover as it pertains to their pass rushes. You know it's hard to it's 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 tough to keep a Super Bowl team to, together. It is, but this one's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady coming back. I mean that kind of was that 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 alone you could make them the winner. I mean seriously that 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 move alone puts them right back into Super. We didn't even know they were going to win their own division a few days ago. Now they're probably going to win the freaking conference for crying out loud. Tom Brady returns. He's not washed up, obviously. and But he, he, here's where it gets better. They franchise-tagged Chris Godwin. They were able to re-sign Carlton Davis. That was actually, to me, a very surprising move. But they ended up doing it. Three years, $45 million. He was coveted in free agency. Highly. Another highly coveted player. Who was not in Tampa? Ryan Jensen's the center. Three years, $39 million. Yes, I already said it. they're probably going to lose guys um, you know, in the interior defensive line, uh, some pass rushers. But, man, losing Ali Marpet, losing um, – obviously he retired. And then losing Alex Kappa to Cincinnati, that, that's going to sting a little bit. They're probably going to lose Leonard Fournette. I think I'm gonna lose Ronald Jones too. I don't. I'm not a. 
100% sure about that. They still have to actually wait on Gronkowski to come back. But that's that's likely now. But probably the biggest one. Signing Russell Gage from Atlanta too? How the fuck? Oh, no, no. And by the way, I mentioned earlier in the I, I, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. I probably did. They made a trade for... They made a trade for Shaq Mason. For uh, what's it called from the from the New England Patriots offensive lineman? I think he's a yeah guard. Man, man, that what a way what what a, what a way to keep on free agency going. But yeah, I didn't think they were gonna re-sign all these guys. Now obviously they're gonna lose some guys, but man, re-signing Jensen and Carlton Davis. And getting Russell Gage, like, I, I, I like it. Fuck with it. Now the losers in this. Shit. Look, some of these, I, I thought real long and hard about putting them. Like, I, I genuinely did. But two of them, I know two of them were going to be in it. And my first loser is the Indianapolis Colts. Now, before I say anything... Two of the losers on this list are still playoff teams. Or in the case of the Indianapolis Colts, I don't even know anymore. But they have, you know, outside of quarterback, they still have a playoff roster. Again, outside of quarterback. Who the hell is going to be their quarterback next season? You guys, here's the fascinating part with Indianapolis. They have the most cap space in the NFL right now. $62 million. 62 million. That's not a joke. They have over 60 million in cap space. Now, yeah, I know they got rid of Wentz. Got that was big. Look. Let, yeah, actually, let's just get to that. They traded away Carson Wentz to Washington. Okay. No, many people thought Washington was a bit of a loser. I, I know the initial reaction was, you know, all the jokes were on Washington. They were the butt of all jokes in the trade. I laughed at it being a fan of Dallas. Then you start to think about it. What the fuck are the Indianapolis Colts plans at quarterback? Because if you don't have plans at the at the position, are you really a winner in the trade? Are you really a winner? I know they don't have to uh, carry the rest of uh, Carson Wentz's contract, but that, to me that wasn't even that much of the point anymore. Do you have a quarterback? First of all, and and actually, look, Terry Bridgewater signed. To, uh, he signed to Miami. He's signing with the Dolphins. They're not going to be able to get Deshaun Watson. Why? Because they're a divisional rival. They have the Texans straight up told them no. We're not trading them to a divisional rival. Common sense. They're not. They're not getting Trubisky anymore. If that was one of their plans, I know there was rumors about that. They're not getting Trubisky anymore. Jameis Winston, I mean, is he gonna? Is he really not gonna want to resign to New Orleans, where there's more familiar familiarity over there? The only other really, only real considerable considerable option they have. Oh, and, oh, and to add more insult to injury, they don't even have a first round pick. The Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Why? Because that that fucking pick went to the Philadelphia Eagles. 
for reasons that will make you laugh. So, yeah, they don't have a first-round pick. There's really not many options left um, in free agency at the quarterback position. Some just seem unlikely. The one name that is going to be continuously brought up, and they already had been the past few weeks, and that was J- uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, you know, how how, how much of an upgrade is he from Carson Wentz? Like, a, a, a considerable upgrade. Like, how much of a fucking upgrade is Jimmy Garoppolo from Carson Wentz? I think he's slightly better. I think he's slightly better than Carson Wentz. I'm not going to d- deny that. If he can stay on the field, that is. But, I mean, th- th- there's money to be paid, isn't there? You know, part of that contract. That's why the Niners are getting rid of him. Also, they did. I mean, they did trade up for Trey Lance. It's 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 weird with the Colts. It's really weird because this should have. This feels like this should have never happened with the Colts. There's a lot of bad luck involved. I know. Uh, luck. <laughs> yeah. How the irony, huh? Since Andrew Luck retired, but I know there was articles about Pittsburgh going into quarterback purgatory. How the what about the fucking Colts? Where the f- if the Steelers aren't quarterback purgatory, if they're in an abyss, supposedly, what well, then? What does that make with the Indianapolis Colts? What does that make them? Because as of now, if I'm not mistaken, isn't their starting quarterback Sam Ellinger? Um, look, I, I think they they'll probably have to come up and try to get a trade in the in the in the in the draft. Move up to the first round, get a guy like Malik Malik Willis or somebody that, that they've been very interested in, or they think highly of. But man, and money's not a problem right now. They're not the Saints, but man, this isn't this is incredible. The Indianapolis Colts are wasting, and I know I don't know why people aren't talking about this enough in the media. The Indianapolis Colts are wasting a lot of the. A lot of the core, I'm not even going to say young anymore because a lot of these guys are in their primes now. They're wasting a core group of players like Quinn Nelson. Uh, um, I, I almost, uh, I, f- I forgot the name. Not DeForest Buckner, but, you know, at linebacker. They're wasting Jonathan Taylor. They're, you know, they're wasting, you know, Michael Pittman. They, they, obviously, they're going to need more, uh, they're gonna need more help at a wide receiver, but man, what a what a core that they're they're ended up um, they're gonna end up freaking wasting it when it's all said and done. Darius Leonard, only re- I was gonna say Leonard Floyd, and that's the only name I can come like yeah. Darius Leonard. Oh, I I always when it comes to linebackers, you don't know how many guys. Have the have names that sound about the same, like the linebackers in uh in Tampa Bay, Devin White and uh, Levante David. I always get their names mixed up. It's so bad, but yeah, Indianapolis, fuck. I think they're. I'm not gonna say they're fucked because they have a better roster than some of these other teams. But man, it it blows not to have a, a starting quarterback, and it almost makes me wonder. Were they better off with Carson Wentz? I know as of this moment, they are better off with Carson Wentz. They were better off with Carson Wentz. 
that is, they don't play in the toughest division of football. That, that That's the other thing about this. They're not in the toughest division of football. The only team that's a real threat is the Tennessee Titans, and they could have beat them twice. I know one time for sure last season they could have beat them. So, yeah, that's that's a loser right there. You know, the, the only big acquisition was Mo Ali Cox. They gave him a three-year, $18 million deal. He's a, he's a pretty good player. But, yeah, they're – oh, my God. Not having a first-round pick blows. Because my initial thought was, oh, they're probably going to get a quarterback in the first round. Now they're going to have to trade for one. And there's not big quarterback trades to make. Why? Because the, the main guy that's out there is in their fucking division. That's nuts. Talk about bad luck. Talk about bad luck, but it's probably a bad move to getting rid of Wentz. They, I don't know what move they had in, in store, but tough place to be in. The other loser, and this one, look, they were going to be a loser regardless. They were going to be. Now, Tampa Bay and Green Bay were able to keep some of their, some of their, some of their top players. I'm going to put the Dallas Cowboys in this. I'm going to put the Dallas Cowboys in, into the loser category. The Amari Cooper trade. Forget the fact that they lost Amari Cooper. I, I, They were going to save themselves in cap space. The trade was a complete robbery by the Browns. A fifth and sixth round pick for Amari Cooper. By the way, just to add in, um, injury, just to add insult to injury, they fucking gave him a sixth round pick attached to that, to Cleveland. After they were giving us a fifth and sixth round pick, a fifth and sixth round pick for Amari Cooper. What does this world come to? A second and third round would have been, you know, okay, not bad. But fuck, a fifth and sixth round pick. That is. And then, if Dallas Cowboy fans thought it was any worse, look, I'm going to be very real about this for Cowboy fans. They get mad about every move they make. Every guy they can't resign, they get pissed off about it. They knew this was coming. They knew this was going to come. They knew they. Look, I understand Zeke Zeke Elliott's contract, if anything, has to be the one most restructured. If they're going to trade any player or cut him, if anybody, it's gonna, it has to be Ezekiel Elliott, in my opinion. But, look, they're going to get mad about any player as if this wasn't going to... We knew this was going to happen. That's why... To me, what to me was stunk most about the Cowboys getting beat early in the playoffs. It wasn't even that, again, we failed to win a Super Bowl. To me, it was we're doomed. A lot of these guys are gone. It's not like we're it's not like we're just gonna run it back again with this, you know, with all these guys. No, a lot of these guys are gonna leave. A lot of these guys are gonna leave. They're gonna be highly coveted in free agency, and that's what we and that's what you've seen. Um, yes, we did get Gallup back. I'm surprised of all the moves we were able to get Gallup back. The trade for Cooper, I expected it. I didn't think it was gonna be such a such an atrocity that they committed in that trade. But to to really rub it into Dallas, this morning Randy Gregory spurned the fuck out of him. He and I'm not sure about the contract details. About what there I know there was clause certain clauses in the contract that he wasn't he wasn't very interested in. I don't that's the best way to phrase that. But he right after saying right after basically it was I wouldn't say official, but it was already out there that he's 
that they'd agreed on a deal to, you know, him and his agent to to stay in Dallas. You know, I was kind of happy. Then, then about half an hour later, an hour later per se, I get my own brother telling me, "Oh, hey, did you see Randy Gregory signing with Denver?" I'm like, "What the fuck?" I, I believed it. I went to Twitter and I was like, "You gotta be joking!" Like, I was still getting news about him resigning, and it's already out there that he's he's going on. He he ain't staying in Dallas. He's going to Denver. Fuck, man. Um. It hurts. It hurts. Uh, not re-signing Brian Anger, the punter. I thought that one was ludicrous. I thought that was ridiculous. I I don't know why the hell they. That's a Pro Bowl punter, isn't that? Uh, some just idiotic in some ways. Now I'm gonna defend Dallas because they're not going to be able to keep every fucking player on that team. Yes, are there are there players there? They could restructure some of their contracts. Sure. Yes, I'm positive you could. But we were not, everybody in Dallas is so shocked that we're not re-signing some of these guys. Like, yeah, we weren't going to re-sign. Have you seen the fucking cap space for Dallas? Does it look friendly? Does it look like we got Chargers money this offseason? No, we don't. Now, granted, yeah, some, look, the moves, up, you know, some of the moves that Dallas made, they're they're a bit uh friend you know they're team friendly, and I, I'm gonna I'm I'm on I'm not gonna lie, I'm looking at the cap space, the total cap spaces for every team. Dallas is now ninth in the league. Now obviously this is because you know this is after all these moves are being made. This is updated, twenty six million in cap space. I don't know if anybody knows this. This is even more than they had to begin free agency. You know that's why he makes. It's why you make certain moves. Now, is Dallas better than last season? Hell to the no, they're not. But they, they weren't going to be better. They were going to lose players. And I like them um, franchise tagging Dalton Schultz. He, he was a hell of a player. Does he does does he grab the same attention that Amari Cooper does? Is he the splashy, you know, re-signing? No, he's not. He isn't. I could bet you that if they had if they had did not restructure Amari Cooper's forget restructure. If they had they re-signed Amari Cooper and gotten rid of Gallup or or Schultz, there would be a lot of people pissed in Dallas, in the entire Metroplex. They were gonna be pissed regardless. I have I, I have Cowboy fans. I follow a lot of people who work in the media around around the Metroplex. Bitching about every move that the Cowboys don't make. And yeah, it's a little annoying. Um, I think they have to keep Jay on curse for sure. Cedric Wilson. I mean, I guess, I mean, they, they weren't able to keep him. They weren't able to keep him, but, you know, we'll see. They got Malik Hooker back. Michael Gallup, five years, $62 million. Not bad in guaranteed money. Um, I don't know why fans I, fans shouldn't complain at all in Dallas. Um, you know, I know what made me feel better looking at Christian Kirk's contract. My next loser. You know, moving away from Dallas, I'll spend two hours talking about that franchise. The Seattle Seahawks. And, and 
similar to Dallas. Like Dallas, I don't. I, I didn't want to put them in the losers category. I only put them there mostly because of the Amari Cooper trade, because they were and the Randy Gregory. The way the way they fucking lost in two. <laughs> I mean, those two alone. But the Seahawks, they as soon as they traded Wilson, they're they're look. I don't think there's a team that is going to be way worse than they were last season. Now, actually, let me re- let me rephrase that. There's not a team that's going to be worse than they already were. I know Seattle didn't have the best season last year. But that was the first losing season of Wilson's career. They trade him to Denver. And look, they, look, this is, these are the players they have now. Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. I, you know, Noah Fant's a pretty good player, by the way. Um here, here's the problem in Seattle with Seattle too. Obviously, you lose Russell Wilson. You're in the toughest division in football. They're fucked in that division right now. I look, <laughs> Drew Locke might be their starting quarterback. That's that's gonna blow. I don't know why they're not in the discussion for the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. I'm not 100 percent sure with the logistics about that and why it's not occurring. But. Yeah, they, they they lost the top quarter. They, first of all, they were the worst team. They were the worst team with the best quarterback in the division. Pretty weird, huh? And they lost that quarterback. And they are way by it's not even I mean I they'll be lucky to get a win against one of their divisional foes. They might go 0 and 6 straight up next season in the division. It's going to be pretty ugly. And oh, and by the way, they play the AFC West as well. So maybe they beat the Raiders. I don't fucking know. But don't be shocked if they go zero and nine against both West divisions in general. I mean, that's that's gonna be pretty bad. They have to play the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders, um, the Chiefs, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Forty ers it's going to be brutal for San, uh, for Seattle. And you know, keeping Quandre Diggs, that was a pretty good move. Three years, $40 million, and Sidney Jones. I, I like the Quandre Diggs move, but that alone isn't going to keep him. It's not going to keep him. Resigning Will Disley for three years, $24 million, the tight end. When you're getting tight end, no offense. Uh, that's not very good. <laughs> you don't resign. First of all, Many people feel he's already over, a little overpaid, and you're already adding a pretty good tight end, a pretty uh, pretty solid tight end to the team. So, yeah, that's not – and who knows what's going to happen with Pete Carroll. He's – I don't want to say this, but he's, he's, he's old. I mean, he's over 70, and they're going to rebuild. I hope they're in the sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson, but I'm not hearing much of that. Yeah. Hey, they're they're going to have to make a move in the draft, and wow, what a draft! Of, this is the worst draft you want to start a rebuild with. Last last year, man, last year they see. Here's the thing: last year they would have been in better hands. They would have, and look, and actually, judging by what happened this uh, this past year, if if I had given them a time machine and tell them what the fuck is going to happen, I think they probably I think they probably traded Russell Wilson last year. If the fans knew what was going to happen, look, they didn't do anything this past season. They were expecting to compete for the division, go to the playoffs. They didn't do anything. They were the worst team. Wilson got hurt in a lot of games. Uh, with the thumb, was it? I think it was. 
Yeah, uh, they probably would have traded him last year. Probably got probably gotten a better quarterback in the draft. <laughs> a pretty good quarterback in the draft. So they're probably screwed. <laughs> they're screwed, but hey, with a lot of picks, sometimes you have it gives you options. It gives you it gives you a little bit more breathing room in terms of in the in terms of rebuilding. But if they don't do anything with those picks correctly. It does them no good. Now, I just talked about the winners and losers, but I'm about to talk. I'm about to talk about the teams that I'm not even fucking sure of, but that are that, that you know they've captured some sort of odd fascination, you know, with us uh, throughout the throughout this uh, free agency cycle. Look, the first one I'm not even sure of is the Pittsburgh Steelers. When I heard the news that they're getting Mitch Trubisky, I'm like, really, the Steelers? They're getting Mitch Trubisky. That was my initial thought. It's not. It's not a terrible deal. You're not getting a guy who you know what you're going to get out of. I mean, he's a young player. Um, but here's what people aren't talking about. They actually kind of updated. They low key updated the fucking offensive line. And I remember when people were mentioning. Um, the Steelers as a potential destination for for Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. My thing was it couldn't make sense. They don't have great pass protection. Um, that's definitely that definitely didn't help Ben Roethlisberger, among other things. But the offense line is not very good. If Russell Wilson was going to leave Seattle for Pittsburgh in a trade, he was probably going to be fucked in Pittsburgh too. Obviously, they have a much better defense and all, but. The offensive line wasn't very good. And that was one of the things that I'm sure irritated him and many Seattle fans too watching the games. And Aaron Rodgers was going to go to a team with a worse offensive line than he had in Green Bay. Their offensive line is one of the weaklings of that team. Alamont quarterback as well. But they they were able to get, you know, they were able to re-sign um, Chihuahua Okrafor, if I'm saying that right. Offensive tackle, three years, $29 million. Um, they, were able, they were able to get a guard from Bear from the Chicago Bears, James Daniels, three years, $26 million. And they were able to get of uh, the Viking center, Mason Cole, for three years. Uh, that, that's pretty good. And they, they added some depth on defense as well with uh, Montrevious Adams and Miles Killebrew as re-signing. So... Low key moves that they didn't fuck. Look, all I all you're gonna see about Pittsburgh the next really since yesterday and moving forward are Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trub- and Mitch Trubisky and more Mitch Trubisky. That's all you're gonna fucking hear because it's a quarterback. But I I like the moves they made in the trenches. See, because here's the thing: while you're waiting for a quarterback to one day fall into your laps, because look, there's really not many viable options out there. <laughs> That they can make, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna upgrade the rest of the team, which is what I believe the Panthers should have fucking did to begin with, and that's you know, upgrade the team and maybe you can, maybe you can attract a big, free agent quarterback or get a, a really good rookie quarterback into that, you know, ease the transition into the league, and that's what Pittsburgh is doing. It wouldn't shock me if they go with quarterback in the draft. It would not shock me. It would not shock me at all. Um, did the Trubisky move surprise me a little bit? 
I expected them to just go with a quarterback in the draft and have Rudolph be the court, the backup. Who knows? They're try, they're probably trying to add, add depth to uh, to the quarterback position. Although I might doubt it now. Two years, fourteen million. That doesn't just seem like adding depth. I mean, look. Here's the thing. I know many fans are not very excited in Pittsburgh about Mitchell Trubisky being their starting quarterback now. But here's the thing. I, I think he's going to be a stop. I think he's going to be a stopgap, a stopgap quarterback. Um, a stopgap. I think. I think he's going to be a what's what do you, what do you call that? I, I think Pittsburgh's not done. I think they're going to go after somebody, whether it's in the draft or free agency next year. They're going to go after somebody, but they need somebody to be a court, a competent quarterback in the meantime. And Mason, they don't believe in Mason Rudolph. And that, that's what I feel that this move shows for Pittsburgh, that this is the franchise quarterback, but they need a guy to be accompanying enough that can actually – and cheap – and look – they're hoping that if this pans out, I mean, this is pretty cheap too. You go get Garoppolo, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to cough up some cash. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to cough up some money, with uh, and take Garoppolo's contract. And Winston, I mean, you're gonna have to give him more money than two years, fourteen, for sure, especially with uh, some teams interested in him. So that and they definitely knew getting Carson Wentz was gonna be a little bit in the same boat of Garoppolo and take large you know, take the larger salary that's left in this contract. So yeah, this I think for now they're like, all right, we need a competent enough quarterback while while we upgrade the rest of the team. And maybe when we get to a point we're like, hey, this is a hell of a fucking roster. Then you go get the you know, the big splash. Because I'm sure maybe this is not the draft to do it, but you never know. You never know. Maybe things don't fall into the lap, but things can things can happen any minute. The other team I'm not very sure of. And, and look, this team, and I'm going to explain this very simply. In a very, you know, yeah, very simply. The Washington Commanders. Yes, when they made the the trade for Carson Wentz, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Typical Washington Commanders. Look, they got desperate. I'm not gonna blame them. Any other Cowboy fan is shitting on them right now, but we have other problems ourselves as well. Um, look, Washington. Here's the thing with the Washington Commanders. They tried. They tried to go after. An elite quarterback. It's not like they just fucked around and said Wentz is our guy. No, they tried. They didn't. If I'm not mistaken, they went after. They went and called every team in the league and asked to you know for a quarterback trade to see if they'd buy it. Obviously, that didn't work out with almost every team, but it did with Indianapolis. But here's the thing: they wanted Rodgers. Obviously, that didn't happen. They wanted Wilson, and my God. They, if I, from what I heard, they actually offered the the Seahawks a better trade package than the fucking Broncos did. The Washington Commanders offered a much better trade package, a deal, and Seattle said no because they didn't want to trade within the same conference. Life's a bitch, man. <laughs> 
I gotta admit, Washington got fucked. I mean, they they have to be just shitting themselves. At least it wasn't lack of effort. They tried. At least they can't say that their that management in Washington didn't try the fan base. They can't say that. They tried, and did they get desperate? Maybe so, but they realized they need an upgrade regardless. And the few options they had, you could have gotten could have gone with Winston. You could have gone. Deshaun Watson was very unlikely. The whole, really, the timing of everything with Deshaun Watson, will um didn't allow it to happen. Um. But yeah, they Jameis Winston, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and Carson Wentz. There was those Mitch Trubisky in a way. Although I knew the fan, I, I would definitely laugh if they had gotten Trubisky. Because that wasn't gonna be a that wasn't gonna be a gap quarterback a guy who's gonna you know be there no 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 they I think they're tired of that if you know they have been stuck in quarterback of hell for a while now the all, back to the topic the only reason this is not a, a loss for them they're definitely not winners but you know losing sheriff they lost J D McKissick to Buffalo. That's a, that, that's a, in my opinion, that's kind of a big move, but they still have Antonio Gibson. But Carson Wentz is an upgrade from Taylor Heineke. It's as simple as that. Money aside, he's a, I mean, he's, a, he's, he's an upgrade over Heineke. And here's the thing he plays in the, they're going to play in the NFC East. They're not playing in the West, they're playing the NFC East. And the toughest team in that division is not going to be as good. And you know what history tells us in the NFC East? Teams don't tend to win back-to-back. We haven't seen a team win back-to-back division titles in, oh, I don't know, well, like 16 years. It's been 16, 17 years probably. I don't fuck. 18 years. It might be 17, 18 years since um, a team has repeated in the NFC East. So yeah, history favors them. Um, are they the best? Team? Are they contending to a Super Bowl? Fuck no, they're not. They they are not contending for a Super Bowl, but they have a chance to get to the playoffs. Every the conference got weaker. The division got eh, slightly weaker. I'll say. I think Philly's stronger now with the Hassan Reddick. Uh, with the yeah, the signing of Hassan Reddick. But yeah, that, that that's how I feel. Washington, they upgraded at quarterback, and they play in the NFC East. That's actually not going to be it. Um, that's going to be a little weaker. Excuse me. I don't see how that's lost. Uh, I don't see it. It's not. It's not definitely. It's definitely not Aaron Rodgers. It's not Russell Wilson. Thankfully, I mean, thankfully, thankfully, it's not them. But it's better. It's better than what they had. It's better. They thought they were going to be better off when they got rid of Kirk Cousins. And honestly, I think fans would sell their souls to get Kirk Cousins back. They probably would have had another playoff appearance in them because they have a talented roster. Um, they probably they'd probably need to upgrade in the secondary, but that is you know okay. They re-signed Bobby McCain. All right, the other team, and this one. Oh my God, I don't. I don't even know where to go with this one. They've been the talk of free agency. They, they got, other than Dallas, this team, 
they were the butt of lock jokes in the playoffs. That's as simple as that. It made me feel a little better that our team got our asses kicked in the playoffs. And this is the Green Bay Packers. I'm not going to call them winners or losers. Mostly because of the money that they give. They gave Aaron Rodgers. And the money, I don't, where the fuck is the money coming from? That, that That's where I want to know. And I know they, I, and I know they were able to, I'm guessing restructure some guys. I know they didn't sign. I know didn't they get rid of Zadarius Smith as well? There's still there's still uh, six million, and look, a lot of these teams are actually under the cap right now. You know, a lot of, a lot of these teams is cap, especially teams that were terribly in cap situation. And teams that were te- in terrible cap situations are, uh, you know, the number doesn't seem as bad as of right now. But that's because they still have to make re-signings on a lot of these teams. You have to still you still have to make a, a, a roster. What was it like a 51, 52 man roster? You you still have to make. You know, you still have to make a team. And it's gonna take signings regardless. So but the Green Bay Packers, you know, great for them. They were able to get, you know, 150 million for three years for Rodgers. Oh, actually, I'll say great for Rodgers. Rodgers got what he wanted. And look, Rodgers alone deserves his own podcast. You know, that's how special he is. I know he would love to hear that. But three years, 150 million. Oh, my God. Three. I mean, that, that that's nuts. I mean, that is nuts. That is nuts. He's gonna be fully guaranteed. He's gonna get forty-one million fully guaranteed for this up and coming season. But for twenty twenty-three, I kid you not, they're gonna fucking pay him fifty-nine million. Fifty-nine million that is guaranteed for twenty twenty-three, and then um, forty-nine million in twenty twenty-four. I mean that 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 is nuts. That is nuts. Um, unless he gets hurt before then, of course. I think that's a clause in the contract, but that is ridiculous right there. That is ridiculous. And uh, and then they were able to come up with money to, to, to give Preston Smith and Devondre Campbell on defense. But here's here's the downside. They, they, they slapped the franchise tag on Devontae Adams, and then later that day he comes out and says, I don't want to play under the franchise tag. There's a chance he doesn't play in the franchise tag. What does that do to Aaron Rodgers? Let's not because I mean let's keep in mind they're not going to keep uh, Tunyon. Uh, they're not going to keep Mercedes. Actually, they might keep Mercedes Lewis. I'm not even 100. Um, are they even going to keep Alan Lazard? There's a lot of guys they're not going to be able to keep. A boatload of guys they're not going to be able to keep on offense. And wasn't that a, wasn't that an issue for Rodgers just a few years ago that he didn't have enough weapons outside of Devontae Adams? He got Randall Cobb too. It's gonna suck for Green Bay. That that's the downside of complying to your star players' demands. Look, Rodgers, I'm not gonna call him a diva or an attention seeker. But man, look, that deal, in my opinion, I think Rodgers wanted to leave a little bit. Um, regardless of what situ- what spot for him was easier, what was not. But the money that the Green Bay said, here, we'll give you anything you want. I mean, he literally, I think, I think it's been, you know, 
I think he's been testing this team for for quite a while now. It's like he can get whatever the fuck he wants. He's like, uh, let me get this, and they'll give it to him. Green Bay has obeyed his demands, <laughs> and it's obvious now. Green Bay could have said, you know what, we're just going to restart and rebuild. We just power. Because here's the thing with Green Bay. this The moves that they've made, it keeps them back in playoff contention. Um, unfortunately, with Brady coming back, they are not the favorites in the NFC. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this move, look, on the upside, yes, this move, these moves for Green Bay, it keeps them atop the NFC hierarchy. Look, I don't see a team in the NFC North in their own division um, beating them out for the division. They're gonna get; they might get beat in one or two games. Who knows? But I don't see Minnesota overthrowing them already, nor Chicago, or nor Detroit, obviously. So they're gonna win the division, and they're probably and they're gonna make the playoffs. They're a shoe in to make the playoffs, but. That hasn't been the problem for Green Bay. Their issue is they can't fucking get into the Super Bowl despite having a Super Bowl caliber roster. And a little similar to Dallas, they're not going to get any better next year. Now, granted, they they fucking, I mean, they, they gave the money they needed to give the star players, but wow. We're going to find out how this affects them on the field. But I, I can't call them winners because... They, they've taken a serious gamble, and I don't think they upgraded at all, which which they were going to be in a, in a tough spot. So, you know, if losers would have been obviously losing Rodgers, um, losing some players on D. I initially thought they were going to keep Adams, sign him to a long-term deal, and not be able to sign one of the two from Preston Smith and Devondre Campbell, or maybe neither. Who knows? But, you know. That's good for Green Bay in a way, but that's why they're uh, they're on the not so sure category. By the way, Devondre Campbell got five years, fifty million dollars. Good for him. You know that's it for that category. I mean, really. So here are some of the moves, and look, this is another team, and I'm not very sure of. I didn't even put them on the list, but I'm not. Very, I don't know what to think about this. You know, I I, I can talk about this all day. The Miami Dolphins, they're, they had money to spend. And, you know, they, they still have $26 million, actually, in cap space. But here, here's the fascinating thing with the Miami Dolphins. They didn't make the big, splashy move. Now, granted, at wide receiver, and I thought they were going to at wide receiver. They couldn't. The, the mega guys, I mean, they, they were all re-signed to the – respective places or got franchise tag. They went they went with quantity over quality. And that's what I noticed with Miami. They got Chase Edmonds out of Arizona. Pretty good move. You gotta understand they also on top of not having good pass protection and maybe not enough weapons, they don't definitely definitely don't have a good run game. And Chase Edmonds is an upgrade. Uh, Terry Bridgewater, a guy to give some competition to Tua, one year's six million. The, obviously, everybody's been talking about it. The downside with putting Bridgewater in Miami, the signing is, if he outplays Tua, or Tua gets injured, dude, I mean, how bad would it be for Miami if 
Bridgewater ends up having to be the starter for most of the season. I mean, that just, I mean, that's not really a, a position you want to be in, but you really need to, uh, to beat him out. And that's a good step in the right direction. They got Cedric Wilson out of Dallas. Three years, $22 million. He might be their wide receiver three behind uh, Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddell. Big move here. Uh, re-signing Mike uh, Gusecki. Well, franchise tagging him. Uh, who knows how he'll fit in Shan- – um, I was going to say Shanahan. Um, oh, I, was, I fucking forgot his – uh, McDaniels, isn't it Mike McDaniel? Um, head coach of the San Francisco, uh, head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. You know, I really wanted to say Shanahan, but yeah, obviously, um, haven't been under Shanahan. And I just wonder how the, he's going to fit in the system, Gizeki. I mean, some people have wondered, but he, he's a good tight end. He can, he can definitely, in pass cash, Pass catching situations. He's a, he's a pretty good player. There's a reason they're franchising, fran, franchise tagging him too. Uh, getting Connor Williams from Dallas. Uh, I'm not of all the moves. That's the one move I think Dallas fans don't feel any type of way about. If you watch Cowboy games, um, but a lot of a lot of, again a lot of quantity. Getting um, a Landon Roberts to one year deal. Duke Riley. Keeson crossing a lot of re-signings there for Miami. But obviously, where they're going to make their money's worth is offensive line. Now, the draft is coming up, and obviously that look when the draft comes around, that, that's when we're really gonna find out. Can Miami I mean can Miami really pull something up? Especially offensive line. That's where I think they need. They're going to need to spend money. They're going to need to spend money to protect uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, and and the drafts maybe not even the best. Uh, it's not even the best option. They don't even have a first round pick. I, I can't believe I forgot that. I forgot they gave it to who was it? My uh, Philly. Yeah, Philly. They gave it to Philly. Like Indianapolis, they gave their first round pick to Philly. Um, that sucks, but they're going to need to spend more money on the offensive line if they really, really want to get the best out of Tua. And look, obviously, that's a theme with a lot of with a lot of teams in the NFL with young quarterbacks or, or quarterbacks that you're not 100% sure are your franchise quarterbacks, but you need to give them an offensive line. You know, Connor Williams may be a step in the right direction, but, you know, a guy like a Kappa – a guy like Alex Kappa, a Brandon Sheriff, a Lakin Tomlinson. I mean, now, granted, Teron Armstead's still out there. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the his situation is right now in New Orleans. I know they're trying to go after Deshaun Watson. I'm about to get to that um, in just a second. Uh, but uh, you know, other other slight moves. Kansas City. They re-signed. Uh, I mean, they they got Justin Reed from the Houston Texans, three years, thirty-one million. They're probably not going to keep Honey Badger. Um, I know as of today they haven't, and they're not going to. But they lost Traverius Ward. That's a huge one. San Francisco. The only reason I didn't put San Francisco on the winners list, losing Lake and Tomlinson. I don't know what's going to happen with the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. 
So that's I'd rather just keep him out of it. But oh man, Ward going to San they needed help in the secondary, by the way, too. That is big, big, big news for the 49ers. As if the defense needed any help, but man, the secondary, huge upgrade right there. And franchise tagging Orlando Brown, the Chiefs. I mean, that's something they needed they needed to do. Um so yeah, that that's big news for them. Who else? Who else? Uh, DJ Chark going to Detroit for one year, ten million. Um, that you know that that's going to be a move that that's not going to make a lot of oh, airwaves. The Chicago Bears, they probably they're probably a team. I know their fan base would be dying for them to make more moves. The Larry Ogunjobi move is not a terrible move, but you know I, I think helping Justin Fields a little bit more. Um, not just in the trenches, but maybe adding another receiver outside of Darnell Mooney would be nice. With I know they're not going to keep Robinson, so that's yeah, that, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, Buffalo, Buffalo, they're getting Roger. Sta- uh, they're getting Roger Stafford from uh, Tennessee, and here's and I think they need. And look, here's the thing: they needed they needed a running back, J.D. McKissick. Not, not not a bad player, not a bad player. I think Leonard Fournette would be pretty nice too. Leonard Fournette would be pretty nice in January. He'd, he'd fit right there in Buffalo. He really would. Arizona, you know, they they didn't re-sign Kirk. They didn't re-sign Chase. Ed. They obviously they re-signed James Conner, three years, twenty-one million. I'm sur- I was not the most, but I was a little bit surprised that they actually re-signed Zach Ertz, three years, thirty-one million. Who knows? I mean, if he's out there on the field, then that's something to discuss. They re-signed Colt McCoy. Um, um, oh, Marcus Williams, safety going to Baltimore. That's a big move. That's a huge move. And look, Baltimore, I still, you know, we know that the elephant in the room is they need to give him, they need to get um, another top wideout in Baltimore. I know they already tried in the draft the other year, but that's a big move right there. <laughs> you, I mean, along in the secondary with Marcus Peters and Marlon uh, Humphrey, who I didn't actually see that coming. I did not see it, but you, you're adding a top, one of the top high-end safeties in the league, Marcus Williams from New Orleans, five-year, $70 million. Um, uh, let me see. Anybody else? Anybody else worth uh, mentioning? Well, that's oh yeah, and obviously Hassan Reddick going to fucking Philadelphia, three years, forty-five million dollars. Yeah, I don't think the pass rush is a uh, necessity anymore for Philly, and that helps them in the pro. We know they're going to get probably one or two wideouts in the draft. That's already everybody know. Everybody knows that's going to happen, and I would like to see you know look Tennessee. We already know they they already re-signed Ben Jones the center, and they got off of the tackle Jamar Jamarco Jones for two years five million five point seven five million. They're re-signing Harold Landry, who five years eighty seven million. That is nuts. But I would like to see them just continue to upgrade the offensive line. I mean, for a team who loves to run the ball and has a guy like Ryan Tannehill as quarterback, no offense, but they 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 can't have him. Brian Tannehill win them games. So that's the thing. Really quick, Deshaun Watson. 
I have no fucking clue where he's gonna go. I have I could not picture him in a Carolina Panthers uniform with how with how I'm not even gonna say pathetic, but just ridiculous some of the moves they made over the past few years. It's weird. It would be weird to see him in a, in a Panthers uniform, right? And I know there could be a suspension coming too when he returns, but it'd be weird. But it's crazy. The entire NFC South is uh, is out to get him because it was him. It was the Carolina Panthers. It was the New Orleans Saints. And I don't know how the New Orleans Saints fits this because theoretically, theoretically, it's a great move. How I don't know how they afford him. Um, and are able to re-sign like Teron Armstead, for instance. Remember, they need to get other other wideouts outside of uh, Michael Thomas. They're gonna need to up. They're gonna need to upgrade the interior offensive line. So yeah, that's the end. Um, on top of that, Atlanta is supposedly is in the mix, and I don't know if that's because they they're trying to they're just trying to amp up the price, amp up the stakes to get them. You know, they're probably trying to get. Carolina and New Orleans to give up more than they should to go get him, but Atlanta wouldn't make that much. Yeah, I know he's from Georgia, but I mean, didn't they just restructure Matt Ryan's contract? And and then how does that work out? When I mean, I mean, I don't know. Matt Ryan would have to go to Houston, and is Houston? I mean, do you get Matt Ryan on a on a rebuilding team? I, I don't know. And I and what what whichever team he lands on, it's gonna be fireworks. Because now I'm here in Cleveland, and boy, I mean, that'd probably be the best fit of anyone, of anyone. But I mean, they do have a quarterback that they he's kind of improved it now mode. But man, that would set some fireworks. But yeah, that's all. That's all it for me now. Um, I'm probably gonna have to do another podcast pre-draft. Or probably one depending on the Deshaun Watson outcome and just on more of the moves that are coming up, um, you know, after free agency, perhaps. So, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, and, yeah, that's it for me. See you later.